Uh, good morning. Welcome to Daily Cafefi uh, with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Today is Thursday, July 25th, and we've got a doozy of a topic. I, I don't know. I, again, I never know what to say in these openings. And today... Please like and subscribe. Follow us on YouTube. We're trying to get to a thousand uh, so that we can be demonetized. So please help us be demonetized. Uh, that's our goal. We, we actually don't have, don't have a doozy. No, we this don't. Is, this is an obligatory <laughs> topic. Obligatory? Is that what you said? Yeah. Neither one of us really want to talk about this, but we feel like we have to, right? Yes. Okay. Mueller. Mueller. Can I just call him Mueller? Because I like that better. If that makes this episode more exciting, yeah, you can call him whatever you would like. Okay. So this is one of those things that I just, here's why I don't want to talk about it. And I, I'm glad to hear, I'd like to hear why you don't want to, but um, it's not real news. It's for me, it's the epitome of fake news. It's not a real narrative. I, I feel like people who are paying attention to this narrative are watching the wrong movie and you're just in the, you're not in the real world at all. And you're, you're, you're part of the puppet show and you're part of the manipulation of the masses to care about something that's not remotely important or relevant to our lives or to the future. And so I, I, I don't mind talking about it once things, things once in a while, because it's like, well, all the people watching that puppet show and playing a part in it, sometimes I guess you need to try and relate to them, but it just... <laughs> That doesn't sound elitist at all. It doesn't sound elitist at all. <laughs> it's not elitist. It's just you guys are watching the wrong movie, and it's it's not an important movie. Does that sound arrogant? I guess it is. It's just it's not the right movie. Anyway, I don't think I could say it any better though, Carrie. So I mean, I, it's a sideshow. It's a distraction. It's you know we've got a time where we're pre- we've got reports from experts that say Google through 2.6 million votes towards Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election. And at least 2.6. Right. At least, sorry, that was the bottom. That was the, at least. And, and here we are bickering over uh, a few Russian bots and whether or not the Russians gave Trump some information that made Hillary look bad because it was the truth about Hillary and some DNC emails. Like it's just such a sideshow and ridiculous. It doesn't, it's, to me, the whole thing, just even just stepping back, I, the amount of gall and shamelessness that you need to have in order to be able to say, well, I should have gotten elected, but people found out about what was happening, and that's the problem. People weren't supposed to find out about me. Like, <laughs> I'm, this is a problem. Like, like what the hell, Democrats? Um, but we should talk about it. It's in the news. We'll get back to other more fun stuff tomorrow. But Carrie, I don't I have some clips viewed up. We're you know, we're obviously we're not gonna cover the whole thing. What you didn't watch it yesterday, right? You didn't watch I watched no. some. I, I was trying to respond to some messages last night and I can't get caught up with them, but somebody had messaged me and all it said was, Are you watching this shit show? And I'm like, No, which one? I don't know what you're talking about. And then I'm like, Oh, Mueller? Yeah, that's what they meant. No, I'm not watching that. Uh, but I have, I have some, can I make some guesses? Yeah, yeah. Why don't I make some guesses and then I'll kind of give you my impression and play some clips. Uh, nothing important was revealed. It was more of the same 
uh, nothing burger. He did not, he did not impress Democrats who were hoping that this would be like they always continually, that this is somehow grounds for impeachment. And it was probably pretty boring. Thanks for watching everyone. We'll, uh, (laughs) (laughs) was that it? Yes. (laughs) Yes, that was it. That was it. Uh, you know, the thing, I think the one thing that is different than what was expected by most people is Mueller was more boring and senile seeming than, uh, than even, like, I think than anyone expected. So he did a lot. So first of all, one thing he did a lot, which I understand kind of, was he was very, he was sticking to the report and letters he had already written previously because presumably, and, and I can get into why I believe this, I don't think he wrote the report. I don't think he really understands what the hell's going on. Like, I think he's kind of like in charge, but someone else was doing the work because he was out to lunch. However, uh, he, he did, even if he wasn't out to lunch, he would have adopted a similar strategy of saying like, well, I'm sticking by the wording in the report, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't want to, he's going to be conservative in, in the sense of not saying anything that's going to get him in trouble, right? But he also did a lot of kind of just visually <laughs> and theatrically disturbing, like, can you repeat that? Oh, what? I can't find, like, just a lot of just bumbling like literally, uh oh, grandpa's gotta we gotta get him into a home kind of stuff going on. And You're so making it sound like Mr. Bean. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> it was it was he I'm not a I don't do impressions. Uh I don't know, I'm gonna impress myself. Uh <laughs> anyway. He he uh that that was not a good look for the Democrats. And I hate that phrase, not a good look, but I'm just just kind of visually and from the theatrics perspective. He, he did not do well for the Democrats. And I think a lot of people looked at that, especially a lot of, I mean, if I were a younger person, I mean, I, I'm not young. I still feel this way. I look at that and I'm like, these are the buffoons in charge of us. These fucking ancient dinosaurs who can't like follow a conversation and have no idea what the hell they rode and are like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, these are the rulers that we're subject to. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. So he did a lot of that kind of stuff. However, I, I, there's a few things. Let me, let me give you the one piece of evidence that I think shows he didn't write the report and he actually has nothing going on upstairs. I know that sounds harsh, but uh, let, me, let me show you it here. So Carrie, are you familiar with you know what Fusion GPS is, right? Yes. Okay. You're one up on Mueller. <laughs> Are you joking? No, I'm not. Here, here we go. <laughs> when discussing the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting, uh, you referenced, quote, the firm that produced steel reporting, unquote. The name of that firm was Fusion GPS. Is that correct? And you're on page 103? 103, that's correct, volume two. When you talk about the, the firm that produced the steel reporting, uh, the name of the firm that produced that was Fusion GPS. Is that correct? 
Well, I, I'm not familiar uh, uh, with uh, with that. I, what? Let me, you, let me just help you. you. Uh, it was. It's not. It's not a trick question. Right? It, it was fusion. It's not a trick question. I will stop it there because it's wow, embarrassing. Wow, that is embarrassing. Wow. Yeah. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's kind of I, he doesn't I know. comparison. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but unless, like you said, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But how could you, even if he didn't write the report, how could he not know? I didn't write the report. I know right. what Fusion GPS is. I barely paid attention to this, and I know who Fusion GPS is. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, someone, I forget who said this on Twitter, so I'm sorry that I'm not giving you credit, but someone said it's a little bit like... Uh, <laughs> It's a little like someone asking the Warren Commission about Oswald and having them go, Oswald, I heard the name. I don't know who's, what, what's Oswald again? <laughs> like, uh, hello? <laughs> yeah. So that is was he, not, that was not good. Okay. We're going to, you're going to show me some more clips, right? Because is he, is he losing his memory or something? Is I don't like know, Carrie, but that to me, that's evidence that something is, something is rotten in Denmark. That there's something wrong there. So anyway, I, I, can we make a? I just want to make a few points. One of them, I'm not going to play the clip for this one because the clip is long and kind of boring. But uh, actually, maybe I will play this other clip. I'll play the John Ratcliffe clip because that's not long and boring. That's a that's a good clip. But I just want to set something up. So the Dems have been latching on. The Democrats have been latching on to this idea that that Mueller didn't exonerate Trump, right? He wasn't exonerated, right? And Representative Radcliffe brings up a really, really important point. So Mueller's, Mueller's whole persona and, and what he's been trying to project, his whole shtick is, I'm by the book and I'm following the rules and I'm just gonna, you know, I'm nonpartisan and professional and that's why I'm brought in and I'm going to do all the things by the rules and, and that's why he's sticking to what was in the report and not, not speculating on things or being very careful with his language. Well, uh, his task, he was tasked with making decisions about whether to prosecute, prosecute or not prosecute, like recommendations. We should prosecute this person or not prosecute. That, that was what he was tasked with in investigating Russian collusion, right? So... And then he, his report was tasked with des describing why he made those determinations and why he didn't make those. Oh, I, we didn't say this. We didn't, you know, we de declined to prosecute here for these reasons. We prosecuted here for these reasons. That's, that's the purpose of the report. And as, as Representative Radcliffe will point out, um, volume two of the report is basically just Mueller talking about stuff that's neither one of those categories. It's like, well... Here's some stuff that we uncovered. We didn't, we're not, we're not explaining why we didn't prosecute or why we did. It's just some stuff. And, and Representative Radcliffe points out, and I will play the clip, that's not the legal standard to which you were hired. Like, prosecutors, are, like, if you had, for example, Carrie, you get, a, you get accused of murder, right? And I'm the prosecutor. And I go up and I say, uh, I, I, we, we do some investigation and I, I can't, there's not enough evidence, right? So instead of actually saying, I'm going to charge Carrie, I'm, let's say I'm the district attorney, I'm going to charge Carrie, here's the list of evidence, we're sure she's guilty, we're going to take it to court. 
Instead of doing that, I say, well, uh, I'm not, I can't really make a determination to get about Carrie, but here's a bunch of things that suck about Carrie. I and saw so, that. Like, yeah, it was basically, I totally, it, it would be like uh, going even further and saying, I, there's not enough evidence to convict her of murder, but she seemed like she might've been trying to get in the way of the investigation. <laughs> like yes. into the yeah. things she didn't do. That's a, that's a better, that's a better analogy. So let me, let me yeah. actually play this clip though, because I think he does a, uh, Radcliffe does a great job. I don't even know who the guy is. I don't pay attention to politics too much, but he did a great job in this case of uh, talking to Mueller about this. So let's go. Now, your report, and today you said at all times the special counsel team operated under, was guided by, and followed Justice Department policies and principles. So, Just really quick, so he's pointing out, you've said you're always guided by these policies and principles. You've said this. This has been your shtick, right? Here we go. Which DOJ policy or principle sets forth a legal standard that an investigated person is not exonerated if their innocence from criminal conduct is not conclusively determined? Do you get that one, Carrie? Did you follow that? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. So, so what does standard, <laughs> by, by what standard do you say you're following all these standards? What's the legal standard or the departmental guideline standard whereby someone is, is labeled not exonerated if you don't have enough evidence to accuse them. Or, Are you about to tell me that, Mul that Mueller, Mueller doesn't understand the question? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure he understands the question, but yes, I'm about to tell you that, but here we go. Can you repeat the last part of that question? <laughs> <laughs> Harry got it. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I, yeah. even ha I haven't even had a full cup of coffee yet. <laughs> I know. Policy or principle set forth a legal standard that an investigated person is not exonerated if their innocence from crim criminal conduct is not conclusively determined. Uh, Where does that language come from, Director? Where is the DOJ policy that says that? Can you let me make it easier? Yeah, I, is, can is I? There, I'm is, sorry, go ahead. It, can you give me an example other than Donald Trump where the Justice Department determined that an investigated person was not exonerated because I, their I, innocence was not conclusively determined? Uh, I, I cannot, but this is a unique okay, situation. Okay, well, I, I, because you can't. Pause it for a second. Be, essentially, when, uh, give me another example of when the Justice Department said, well, we couldn't prove a negative, so. Right, Here, when's an example of the Justice Department when they couldn't conclusively uh, determine innocence, which is not the standard, right? Right. Include determination of innocence. That it, again, getting back to your your the analogy of of you, Carrie. It's it's like maybe a better analogy would even be like, well, we're not charging with her a crime. With we're not charging Carrie with a crime, but we didn't conclusively determine that she didn't murder. Yes, it's proving. So she's it's, not asking, it's asking to prove a negative. Can you imagine if our criminal trials were like that? Right. Well, we and didn't present enough evidence to show that this person murdered, but we can't conclusively prove they didn't murder. <laughs> right. right. And Mueller's like, well, this is a special case. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, we know. That's why. That's why. That's the standard, Mueller. <laughs> I'm short. I've got five minutes. Let's just leave it at you can't find it because I'll tell you why. It doesn't exist. 
the special counsel's job, nowhere does it say that you were to conclusively determine Donald Trump's innocence or that the special counsel report should determine whether or not to exonerate him. It's not in any of the documents. It's not in your appointment order. It's not in the special counsel regulations. It's not in the OLC opinions. It's not in the justice manual. And it's not in the principles of federal prosecution. Nowhere do those words appear together because respectfully, respectfully, Director, it was not the special counsel's job to conclusively determine Donald Trump's innocence or to exonerate him because the bedrock principle of our justice system is a presumption of innocence. It exists for everyone. Everyone is entitled to it, including sitting presidents. And because there is a presumption of innocence, prosecutors never, ever need to conclusively determine it. Now, Director, the special counsel applied this inverted burden of proof that I can't find and you said doesn't exist anywhere in the department policies and you used it to write a report and the very first line of your report, the very first line of your report says, and you, as you read this morning, it authorizes the special counsel to provide the attorney general with a confidential report explaining the prosecution or declination decisions reached by the special counsel. That's the very first word of your report, right? That's correct. Here's the problem, director. The special counsel didn't do that. On volume one, you did. On vol volume two, with respect to potential obstruction of justice, the special counsel made neither a prosecution decision or a declination decision. You made no decision. You told us this morning and in your report that you made no determination. So respectfully, director, you didn't follow the special counsel regulations. It clearly says, write a confidential report about decisions reached. Nowhere in here does it say, write a report about decisions that weren't reached. You wrote 180 pages, 180 pages about decisions that weren't reached, about potential crimes that weren't charged or decided. And respectfully, respectfully by doing that, you managed to violate every principle and the most sacred of traditions about prosecutors not offering extra prosecutorial analysis about potential crimes that aren't charged. So Americans need to know this as they listen to the Democrats and socialists on the other side of the aisle, as they do dramatic readings from this report, that volume two of this report was not authorized under the law to be written. It was written to a legal standard that does not exist at the Justice Department. Who is this smart drink of water? <laughs> he's, I notice he's a Texan. <laughs> you like this guy, huh? I like this guy. No beard, but you still like him. Yeah. Take note, Ted Cruz, you've got competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like his little dig there, too, about these empty-headed celebrities doing dramatic readings of this report. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's basically, I don't have to keep... I don't have to keep playing. It's basically done. So no, but he was great. What did, what did Mueller have to say to any of that? Nothing. No, nothing. The time ran out and that was, that was the end. Um, but so there was a point, Carrie, during which the Democrats, I think, thought they had a gotcha. And they were very excited about this. And it was one of their favorites. One of their favorites maybe had the gotcha. And it was Ted Lieu. Let's just listen to this. Oh, gotcha gosh. Part. By the way, real quick, real quick, one of the dumbest people, I have to say he's one of the dumbest, and I don't, I'm not just trying to throw an ad hominem, in a, this guy has never said anything that sounds, I'm not, okay, let me back up, maybe he's not dumb, he's never said anything that doesn't sound dumb. 
Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> He's not evil. He's, just He's not evil. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Speaking of him, here he is. Let's, let's hear the gotcha that had Democrats um, all worked up for part of the day. And I'd like to ask you, the reason, again, that you did not indict Donald Trump is because of OLC opinion stating that you cannot indict a sitting president, correct? Uh, that is correct. The fact that... Okay, I won't play the whole thing because it's more Ted Lieu talking and he then pontificates. But so the Dems were like, yes, the reason he didn't, in, he didn't uh, prosecute is you can't indict a sitting president. This is, this is the, it's the reason. It's the only reason. In fact, people even tweeted, it's the only reason. So they were, the Dems were very excited. But unfortunately, after a break, Mueller confronted whoever it is that's holding his brain in a jar and they wrote a little thing for him. Here it is. Those elements. I want to add one correction to my testimony this morning. I want to go back to one thing that was said this morning by Mr. Liu, who said, and I quote, you didn't charge the president because of the OLC opinion. That is not the correct way to say it. As we say in the report, and as I said at the opening, we did not reach a determination as to whether the president committed a crime. I, I want that trumpet uh, <laughs> sound like. Or Sorry. The, scream, the screaming girl, it's on the t our t-shirts. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's what's going on. I, I, there are a few more clips, Carrie, but I, you know, I don't know how long we want to make this. I, I, I can play them if you want, but the, the big thing to me is a couple things. One, clearly there's some kind of weirdness with Mueller and not, like not knowing Fusion GPS cannot be, you can't chalk that up to like didn't have his coffee or just trying to play it conservative. Not knowing Fusion GPS is a, I mean, presumably you no, prep I mean you reread your own report and you go in like something's wrong that makes me think yeah something's wrong with his health like that yeah. it probably it, it's like a forgetting your child's name or i don't know it just seems like it's something wrong yeah alzheimer's <laughs> so yeah. yeah i mean but um but that said there's another point that uh, jim jordan talked about i can i can play some of this if we want but uh and and a couple other people talked about this Mueller's, Mueller was tasked not with investigating Trump. Remember, his task wasn't just investigate Trump. It was, he's supposed to be investigating Russian interference into the election, right? That was, that was his, his uh, the direction he was pointed. He went and he charged various people associated with Trump uh, for obstruction of justice or lying to the FBI. Again, a lot of those are weak kind of charges because the FBI uses a lot of shitty entrapment techniques and, and stuff like that. So if you come in and, and they say, you know, hey, where'd you eat lunch yesterday? And you're like McDonald's. And then you realize, oh shit, it was Burger King. Like you can get charged with obstruction of justice because you talked to the FBI, even if it's a statement not related to anything. So they're, they're I mean, and that, that was, I'm being a little bit hyperbolic. That's not, those weren't the lies. No, but I, I know what you're talking about. Where, right. Like that guy who, who was that guy who they went through all of his emails for for years and they're like, did you ever email somebody about such and such? And he's like, I don't Probably, Well, I, I think they did that to yeah. Michael Flynn. 
yeah, and then and then they're like, "What about this one?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, I did, but it was nothing important." But because right. he couldn't remember it at first, like, right? You remember one of seven hundred thousand emails. And by the way, the uh, what this creates is a culture in which people will will not talk to the FBI. Like, based on this, if I were ever questioned by the FBI for anything, I think my answer would just be, "I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember." Like, I don't. You can't can't convict me on I don't remember. So, I like it's just a you don't want to cooperate with your own law enforcement, even if you're not the one who's under investigation, because if they decide that you're a wrong thinker or on the wrong team, they're just going to use some mistake or, or something to get. Anyway, he went out and he got these, he, you know, he, he went after people for low level things, lying, that kind of stuff. But, but these are people related to Trump. But when you rewind to the beginning of all this, all of this started according to the FBI. Now, there's other theories about how it started. But according to the FBI, this all started with Joseph Mifsud, who um, it's not even clear who he actually is, but there's, there's theories on who he is. But basically, a foreign operative of some kind who pushed this, hey, we've got some dirt on Hillary kind of thing, ended up in, you know... Uh, ended up going through George Papadopoulos and blah, blah, blah. And this is where all this started. Now, the, the, the Mueller report says Mifsud lied, right? It says, it says he lied. No attempt to go after Mifsud. No attempt to figure out, like, how much was he lying? What, what, like, was he lying? Was he not lying? What was true? What wasn't true? Where did the, where did the origins of this? If you're investigating Russian interference into the election, what you do, and investigating anything. You try and get to the origins of it. You work your way to the origins of it. Where did it start? Where did this come from? You don't just go after the guys selling dope on the street corner. You try and find who is the person growing the heroin or whatever it is. And actually, I'm against the war on drugs, but that's a separate issue. You're, you're like, that's you know what my immediate thought is. They're what? not going to go after the origins because they know. Right. Right. That's the point. So like, Mifsud, they've just, he's gone in and out of the country since the investigation. They just, they're leaving him alone. But he, according to the FBI's narrative, is where a lot of this stuff started. And there's not, they don't say boo about Mifsud. They don't try and do anything. They don't try and question him. They do nothing with Mifsud. So Because he was meant to set up the Trump campaign right. for collusion. Of right. course they're not going to go after him and figure right. out the origins of why was he offering, you know, this fake information that he didn't have. But to me, that is a smoking gun with respect to the, the charade that the investigation is, right? If, you, if you're wondering whether or not the investigation is a charade, and I think it's an incompetent charade, but it's a charade. And that to me, that's the smoking gun. It's like, well, where, why'd you stop there? What, what made you stop? I don't not? have any information, by the way. This is just me connecting dots, but I mean, I think- No, that- no, no. And look, I'm not, I'm not totally, uh, I don't pay attention to all of this because like we started the show with, this is a circus and it's a sideshow distraction. However, uh, if you want to pay attention to this, I know Dan Bongino, I don't want to point people to other podcasts, but Dan Bongino does an excellent job of uh, digging into all this. He's, he, he had- he had an understanding of what was going on well before any of this kind of stuff 
came out and he knew who the key players were and what was going on and has, um, I think a really good analysis. He wrote a book called Spygate. I think he's got another one out now. Um, but he wrote Spygate with uh, Denise McAllister and someone else. I forget. You should put a link to him in the comment in the description. I will. If you care about him, if you care about the sideshow, he's a good guy to untangle it for you. But this is about as much as I can muster caring about the sideshow. This is, yeah. All right. So we're ruled by a bunch of corrupt, incompetent people who uh, are just trying to distract us and get elected and it's just a in, in power. So there so, you go. Da 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 da. da, da. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Anything else to say? No, that's it. Let's go out on the circus music. I. You know what? I. I there's. I will say one more thing. If you're a Gen Zer. I want you to look, take a long look at, watch the whole testimony. If you're Gen Z, I know this is going to sound like homework. Watch the testimony. I want you to pay attention to Robert Mueller. That, that is your government. That's, that's the establishment. That's the Democrats. That's the Republicans, largely. That's the establishment. It's Robert Mueller is a great example of, that's the deep state right there. That incompetent buffoon who stopped investigating when it got too close to anyone he cared about. For whatever reason, maybe he wasn't even in charge. For all I know, the poor guy is a figurehead. They know he's senile and there's people like, you know, below him, people are like, yeah, yeah, we were pointing Robert Mueller, but you're really in charge. You know, he's, he's got the name, but you know, just give grandpa some crackers and stick him in the other room and you go do the work and he'll sign reports. Speaking of grandpa, can, can you pull up a still frame of the video real quick? Do you still have it up? Yeah, I close here, it. Here's, here's one. Who is that old grandfatherly cowboy-looking gentleman behind his? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This dude over here is giving throwing some shade. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't the, know who this guy is. He looks. He looks like an extra who walked in off the set of Tombstone. <laughs> I think he looks like he's forced to be there for some reason. He's just like, oh fuck. We're probably showing our ignorance. All these are probably important people in the Mueller and probe that we don't know about. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He also well, looks got, like a, a kind of a, a milder version of John Bolton. Which I was going to say, he's got the Bolton mustache. Yeah. But he really looks like a grandfatherly shopkeeper from the late 1800s. I can fix your watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be paying attention to him. Uh, the future of our country. There it is. <laughs> these are the leaders. <laughs> these are our leaders. They know better. They know better. So next time you question a law or any kind of anything, they can, you know, put them in charge of your health care. Everything will be great. <sighs> On that note, we'll see you up maybe later for deprogrammed, or we already saw you for deprogrammed because I didn't get this out in time, which is very likely. And uh, I hope you liked deprogrammed. But anyway, <laughs> like, subscribe. Help Carrie win the argument about how awesome the t-shirts are. So go to unsafespace.com and there's a shop there. Buy t-shirts, especially the ones that she is arguing for, which is the Make Democrats Liberal Again. Those are the ones that will help Carrie. Look, uh, that's for the people like me who are on the left, who, are tri who have criticisms of the Democratic Party. And I know there are a lot of you out there. So, right. um, so show, show her some love. If, if you disagree that those are the shirts, 
buy a different shirt. Oh, don't listen to Carter. 